This week on Life and Faith. Forgiveness, it's like a muscle. When you go to the gym, the more you exercise, the stronger you become, the more your muscle starts to share. And it's the same. Forgiveness, it's an act that you practice all your life. And when you are put in a tough position, it becomes part of who you are. You couldn't have paid me a million dollars a year to do something different. Why does consciousness exist in the first place? Forgiveness and reconciliation takes strength. It was a bit of a culture shock when I hit Sydney. We hope the truth will out. This is Life and Faith from CPX. I'm Simon Smart, and this is our first episode for 2022. Great to be back with you. We're really looking forward to this year and continuing to bring you interesting guests and topics that we hope will spark thought and conversation and imaginative engagement with the deeper questions of life and the things that matter. We hope it's going to be fun and entertaining along the way too. I can't say today is a fun topic though. In fact, it's a very sobering one. To kick us off this year, we bring you a conversation with Danny and Layla Abdullah. Two years ago this week, they became well known for events that they and all of us wish had never happened. About 7.50pm uh, near Atlands Golf Course, uh, a tragedy happened where a uh, utility uh, collided with a number of children uh, who were on the footpath. Unfortunately, uh, four children died at the scene. Another little boy is seriously ill in hospital. This is an absolutely tragic event. It is hard to imagine the grief that the family is going through at the moment. And as I said, our thoughts go out to them. Many of you will know this story. On a summer's evening in February 2020, Danny and Layla Abdullah's children were walking along a street in Oatlands in Sydney's west on their way to buy an ice cream when a speeding, drunk and drug-affected driver lost control of his ute and ploughed into the group. Anthony, 13, Angelina, 12 and Sienna Abdullah, 8, died at the scene, along with their cousin Veronique Saka, who was 11. It's obviously the most shocking and unthinkable loss. Almost as shocking, at least to a fascinated media, was the way in which the Abdullahs very quickly said they forgave the driver of the vehicle and refused to hate him. I met a guy, he was drunk, driving on the streets. Right now I can't hate him. And I don't want to see him. I don't hate him. I think in my heart I forgive him, but I want the poor to, to be fair, right? It's all about fairness. So I'm not going to hate him, because that's not who we are, and that's not what our religious tell us. I forgive him, but I want it to be fair. Now, no one would begrudge the righteous anger of grieving parents, but they offered the most astonishing mercy to the man who had wreaked such havoc on their lives. And this was not just trauma-induced delusion. They've kept up that language, forming their own I Forgive Day to be held annually on the 1st of February in memory of the four children lost on that day. The purpose of the day is to encourage people to search their hearts and find someone to forgive. At the time of the incident, a Guardian columnist Paul Daly wrote, Wherever that love and forgiveness came from, millions of people are pondering the beautiful, provocative mystery of it all. 
Well, we want to explore the source of that action today. Uh, it's worth remembering that today's material is heavy and could be especially upsetting for some people. For this week, I Forgive Week, we had the Abdullahs into the studio. Danny and Layla, thanks so much for being here. It's lovely to see you. Thank you, Simon. Thank you for having us. Now, you guys have gone through the worst version of every parent's nightmare. And Danny, in addressing the driver at the sentence, hearing you describe this as having your heart ripped out and run over, it's only two years since the incident. And I imagine the pain of that wrenching moment has not subsided completely, is it? It's probably there all your whole lives. Correct. Um, that pain will always remain. Grief is very heavy, hmm. especially losing a child. We've lost three children. And it's difficult daily. You know, people say time heals. I think time helps you manage it. You never fully heal and recover from something like this. No, that, and that's every, I think everyone understands that. Layla, mum, three children. Could anything in your life prepare you for the news you got on that? Evening? Nothing in your life can prepare you for that day. As a mum, you think that you are going to die before your kids, but you'll never think your kids are going to die before you. Is it easy, is it possible to describe, do you remember the feeling you got on that evening when you, when I presume someone has told you the news? We were one of the first people that arrived on the scene. To witness what we witnessed was probably the most difficult thing in my whole life I'll ever witness. And I think the same for Layla. It just, it was numb. It was such a numb moment. I don't know what that was in a place of shock. Layla was on her knees praying. You know, the, the people, one, there was four children, five children on the floor, four dead. Instantly you could tell. They knew, I knew they were gone. But to show up there and, and experience that, oh, it's so difficult. That shock, but you still, you look to your left, you still got one child that's alive and two in the car. They're the only things I had control over that day. And Layla, as a mum, I mean, I can hardly imagine, but losing your kids in that way, tell me how that felt. When my sister got the call from her daughter that there's something wrong with the kids, she ran and I just followed her, not knowing what to expect. I put my youngest two in the car and I drove to the scene. And when I got out of the car and I saw my kids the way I saw them, um, the last thing you think that they are dead in front of you. you I was thinking positive, all oh, it's going to be good, and Jelena's going to stand up, this part's going to go back. And I was thinking positive and I was praying um, at that time. And Liana came up to me with her head bleeding and she goes, Mom, I don't want to lose you like I lost my brother and sisters. And I said to her, Liana, there's nothing wrong with them. And we started praying and praying and praying. Is it hard? I guess it's just hard to take it in what you were about to realize was the truth. So at that time, I didn't know my kids were dead. And then the ambulance came to take Liana. And Danny asked me to go with my daughter, Liana. And when I'm in the ambulance with Liana, I kept asking him, Danny, what's going to happen to Anthony, Angelina, Sienna? 
And he kept saying, look, they're dead. And as a mom, I didn't believe it. I said, no, don't lose your faith. There's nothing wrong with them. There's okay. nothing wrong with them. Till, um, till the hospital. And then he came in with the priest and they said to me, my kids were dead. And obviously, as a mother, I was screaming and crying and yelling and saying, no, it can't be true, can't be true. None of us could imagine the trauma of that. Since then, um, grief often drives people apart. You two are closer than ever. Yeah, absolutely. Don't get me wrong, we have our challenges daily. And the challenge that we have because of grief are probably more challenging than they were prior. But our loyalty is a lot stronger as well. We both chose to stick together. Mate, Layla said something to me once. I'll never forget. She goes, how can I leave you? You look like Anthony. You remind me of Angelina. <laughs> you have the qualities of Sienna. Mm-hmm. And that's a powerful statement that, you know, people that grief, that lose children tend to forget. And people that have children actually tend to forget about how their partner reminds them of a child. And, you know, it, it was such a beautiful comment that you said, Layla, and I'll never forget it. These kids are a gift because of our love. So they are a piece of my husband and a piece of me. And grief has made us appreciate each other, love each other, um, be patient with each other. And like every other couple, we still have our challenges. And um, we are heartbroken, but we do work hard on our marriage and our relationship. And we work hard with our on our kids. Let's get to a really important part of what you're doing now because you guys were remarkably quick to offer a public forgiveness of the driver. Uh, that shocked many, many people. I want to ask you, first of all, what does it mean to forgive something as earth-shattering as that? How's it even possible? I recall would have been, I think, a, the second day after the tragedy Layla was on TV and she publicly forgave the driver and she said, I want the courts to be fair. It was a genuine act of forgiveness. And I wasn't surprised because I know Layla. And I started tapping into it and I understand forgiveness. It's a choice that you make for yourself more than the other person. What it gave us was a place the best possible place we could be in order to get out of this valley of grief. The choices we made that day that day, and, and, and forward, the, the, the longer it gets, the more you understand the power of forgiveness. You know, when you have an unforgiving heart, you're actually harming yourself more than the person that you're not forgiving. Layla, how did you find yourself able to even say the words? To be honest... The only thing I was thinking about at that moment is the kids, Anthony, Angelina, Sienna, Veronique, Liana, Mabel and Cherbil, because there's seven kids who were hit by the car. And I knew my kids, they were so innocent. They had a loving heart, a forgiving heart. And when I came to speak, I spoke from all my heart. And I wasn't thinking, what am I going to say or how am I going to say it? I spoke from all my heart and forgiveness, to be honest, came natural to me because that's how I felt at that moment when I got asked about the driver and it's been two years and yes we have absolutely forgiven him would you pray for him and even my daughter and my kids has forgiven them 
And when we were at the court, Liana, she looked at the driver in eyes of empathy and compassion, and she goes, Mom and Dad, I actually feel sorry for the driver. I hope he doesn't get a long sentence. And uh, for us, for Liana as well, to be able to forgive, it's it brings peace to our hearts. Tell me about the role, Layla, your faith plays in that. Surely that must be an important kind of background to this story. I grew up on my faith and forgiveness has always been part of our life. Forgiveness, it's like a muscle. When you go to the gym, the more you exercise, the stronger you become, the more your muscle starts to show. And it's the same. Forgiveness, it's an act that you practice all your life. When you forgive your mom, your dad, you fight with your brother and you make up. You fight with your partner, your kids, and you make up. It becomes part of your identity when you realize that life is too short and it's not worth it to be upset and to go to bed sad. So it's it's something you practice all your life. And when you are put in a tough position, it becomes part of who you are. So for you, it felt natural to do that. Do you, do you recognize and understand from, from, I think, most people, it's a very unnatural thing to do? If you ask me before the accident, if something happens to your kids, would you forgive the driver? I would definitely say no. There's no way I would forgive someone who touched my kids. But at that moment, I feel like it's the Holy Spirit that led me to forgiveness and led me to say what I say. Because I was a broken woman at that time, just lost my kids. And um, yeah. Yeah. Now, there's a way in which offering forgiveness to someone is both a gift to them but also a healing thing for you too, isn't it? Has that been your experience, Layla? 100%. Mm. Forgiveness is a great gift you give to yourself more than to others. Forgiveness has allowed us to heal and to grow together as a family. Forgiveness has given us the freedom from anger and resentment and bitterness. Um, forgiveness is, has been our key to the long our, to our marriage has been the key to our relationship. Um, so forgiveness has played a big part in our life. And what, I, what I'd like to encourage people with forgiveness is don't wait for the other person. You are in control of your life and you are in control of your happiness. So I'd like to empower everyone to be the initiative in forgiveness. I didn't wait for the driver to say, oh, I'm sorry. I got up and forgave him and freed myself from all these emotions. And it's been two years and we can you can see the growth within our kids and um, what's happening around us. So please, I just want to empower everyone to be the initiative. You go, you forgive, experience the benefit that comes with it. And once you forgive, you realize that it starts within your heart and then spreads to your family, then to your community. Um, so it's so important to be the initiative and I forgive. I think that was the, the incredible thing, as you said there. It's one thing to forgive someone when they've come to you and offered a really <laughs> sincere apology, but you took the initiative. I think that's absolutely remarkable. Now, I want to ask you both about um, the I forgive day and week that you, this is an, an initiative you're very heavily involved in. So tell us about that. What is it? What are you hoping to achieve by it. I forgive week. I think it's a week of conversation at home with your friends and your loved ones. Just talking about, you know, 
that universal message of forgiveness, the power of it. You know, what would it look like if I forgave my ex-wife? Or if I gave my, forgave my wife or my brother or friend? How would I feel? How would it impact my family? They're questions that we want to leave with people this year. And we want to discuss the topic of forgiveness. It's, it's so important. You know, it's, it's a suicide prevention. Mm. People that don't forgive themselves tend to harm themselves. Mm. Either they numb the pain with drugs and alcohol or they hurt others. And we, we probably underestimate the power of forgiveness. And this is a universal message. It's just not exclusive for us Christians. Right, a, yeah, you're big is, on this, aren't you? Like, yeah, so, yeah, so this obviously you have a faith, but you're trying to say, no, no, this is for everyone. This is for everyone. Mm. We all deserve at, forgiveness. Wherever you're at, whether you believe or you don't, this is a gift that you give. We've got our, our core uh, message in Christianity is love and forgiveness. You know, and I want to share that with the world, whether they they choose to accept my belief or not. It's it's not about that. It's more about this is a gift that's so important. And if we can get it right with the kids of this generation, you know, I think the next generation will look a lot better. Is I Forgive Week a good time not only to offer forgiveness, but to ask for forgiveness? 100%. Hmm. It's time to search your heart, find someone to forgive and to ask for forgiveness. Mm. Lots of people resist. Like even if I say, oh, I'm going to forgive you, Danny. You know, the person will sometimes say, well, I don't have anything to be sorry for. You know, And so there's, there's a way in which the best type of forgiveness involves both the forgiveness but also someone else apologizing, doesn't it? But it doesn't always work out that way. No, it doesn't. Mm. Sometimes, look, I've I've apologized to someone. I might not necessarily agree with them, yeah. But I've said, look, Simon, if I've hurt you, I'm sorry. Yeah. But I might not agree with with how you felt what I've done wrong or right. But because I feel like that I've hurt you, I might just I'll just apologize. Yeah. It's not that much, but what it does, it sets you free and it sets me free. It opens up the, possibilities yes, too, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Like, well, you and I, yeah, you know, could open reopen the possibility of our friendship you know, working. It does. Mm. And sometimes you don't have to say sorry or they don't have to say sorry to you. Sometimes you might go back home and think, oh, I made someone upset from me. so Or I've upset someone indirectly. So sometimes through your actions indirectly you can make yes. up for it. But it's so important, our inner peace, to make sure that on our end, we when we go to bed at night, we go... We go in peace, knowing that no one's upset from us. We did the right thing. And to be honest with you, life is challenging. We always are going to fall, but it's so important to just get up and keep going. Never give up. This is Life and Faith, and I'm speaking with Danny and Layla Abdullah, the parents of three children killed by a drug and alcohol-affected driver. Their cousin was killed with them. It's the most appalling and life-changing incident. Astonishingly, they offered forgiveness to the driver, and they've started an initiative called I Forgive Day, and are urging all of us to consider offering forgiveness to someone who's hurt us. I wanted to ask them about the process of forgiveness, because it is most often a process. It's complex and painful and involves fluctuating emotions. This is what they had to say about that. The first person that really we have to forgive is ourselves. How many times we 
make mistakes in life. Um, so I think it's so important to start by forgiving ourselves. And look, I'm not here to tell you it's it's an easy road. No, that's important, isn't it? And I need to, you know, clarify that mm. it's very hard. Mm. And if, especially if you don't practice or you come from a background of parents that haven't really said it, and I'm sorry, it's difficult. It's it's actually a thought and a conversation first. But what it will do, I know that I know that it'll put you in a better position. So, look, I'm not hearing this conversation to say, guys, don't worry, just say it. It's not, it's not like that. Mm. But you need to start thinking about it for the greater good of your family and your children and yourself. Because if you can release yourself from those negative emotions through forgiveness, you're 100% in a better place. And forgiveness is not easy. It does come from a place of pain and agony and hurt. So, of course, there is process of forgiveness. First of all, you need to acknowledge what happened and understand, okay, that person hurt me. Second of all, um, just think, is it worth it? Life is too short. Mm. What it's gonna, what, what it's taking away from you. If you if you're holding grudges and you can't forgive, it it takes away your joy, your happiness, your ability to heal. And if you have a family around you, look at your kids. If if you can't forgive, it's gonna be passed on to your kids because kids they do what you do, not what you say, mm. and they they are they feel what's happening around them. So it's so important to create that environment for them. Have you heard some good stories from the I Forgive campaign? A lot of good stories. To be honest, even when we lost our kids within Mm. and forgave the driver, a lot of people were coming to us and telling us, you guys are strong, inspirational. And I couldn't understand what they're trying to say. And then as time is going past, everyone's sharing their testimony with us and how it affected them. We had some people who had suicidal thoughts and they turned back thinking, if these people can forgive, why am I trying to harm myself? We had people who were divorced, they weren't talking to each other. And they were saying, if these people can forgive, why aren't we forgiving each other? And they became friends. We heard stories of people who were grieving, they lost their loved one and their kids and they weren't able to accept what happened to them. And when they saw us strong and accepting what happened, they accepted their grief. And um, we heard a lot of stories and that's what actually um, encouraged us and gave us the idea to establish our Forgive Day, to keep the message of forgiveness alive and to keep encouraging people to um, forgive. And we're trying to do it mainly by actions more than by words because I'm not a professor. I'm a mom who has six kids now, number seven, love her family and just trying to live out what is right. Well, I think you are a professor of forgiveness, Layla. <laughs> um, tell me, Danny, about the place of justice in forgiveness because this seems an important part of it because you're, you're not about, you're not telling people just to forget that, you know, someone's done terrible wrong to you, just forget about it. You're not saying that, are you? No. Um, there's got to be some sort of um, justice. Look, we, we experienced it. People kept on saying, if you forgive the driver, why do you want him to get a sentence? Or, yeah, yeah. I said, look, you can't have one without the other. Yeah. They go hand in hand, forgiveness and justice. I'm not saying, guys, let's open up 
you know, civil water jail and let it release everyone that's that's done something wrong. It doesn't work that way. Mm. You need to have justice. So for me, the driver, when he was sentenced, he got 28 years and then 21 parole. Mm. For me, if he got one day or 100 years, even if he got the death penalty or death sentence, it, it wouldn't have satisfied my heart. For me, the ultimate satisfaction is to get my kids back. But what it does do, it sets the example to the community. So, and that's where justice needs to be served. It doesn't, justice doesn't come to satisfy the victims. Nothing's going to satisfy us. So I believe you need to have one, both of them hand in hand. Yes. So forgiveness does not mean allowing and not caring about just behavior. But you Mm. can, you can have this... It's sort of a heart orientation towards letting go of that of that bitterness towards someone else. When you forgive, you don't forget what happened. It's something that sometimes can, like for the rest of my, talking from my experience, for the rest of my life, I'm going to remember my kids and what happened to me. So sometimes forgiveness doesn't mean forgetting what happened. But at the same time, like Danny said, we 100% need justice and you need to protect yourself from getting hurt again and again and putting some mm. healthy boundaries in place and learn from what happened um, for future. I want people to know more about this and how can they get in touch with your work here for the I Forgive Day? Tell us about the website and all the things that they can do to, to hear so more about it. We've got our website up. It's www.i4give.com. I Forgive with the four. With the number yep. four in honor of the four children. Yeah. So you can get on our website, any schools, churches, communities, religious communities, please register online for the I Forgive initiative. We can send out some information and get involved in this movement of forgiveness. It's a unified message across the globe, and I'm sure that we'll get it right. Danny, you're big on fatherhood and doing it well. You've been a dad to six kids. There's another one coming. Yeah. What's so great about being a dad? I love that job. It's probably the greatest title I have mm-hmm. being called dad. I'm passionate about it. Even before the tragedy, I'd take my oldest was nine or even 10 at the time, and my youngest was one. I'd take all six of them by myself <laughs> to Yamcha. Yeah, the big van whenever Layla needed to do stuff. Yep. I'd take them to church on my own whenever she was feeling sick. And I would always put them first. People would say, what do you do for work? I used to say, um, I'm a full-time father, part-time worker. I had a passion for fatherhood. And, you know, I always say to men, you know, success is important, but don't get it horribly right. So, you know, for me, horribly right is, you know, a man achieving all his goals in the business world, in the personal world, and leaving a lot of collateral damage with his wife and children. Hmm. So my message is you can still get it right, eh? Like you can get it right in the family with your personal goals and your business goals. So, you know, that's how I feel about my passion for fatherhood because it's so important. You know, the damage you leave with children, you know, sometimes it's it's so, it, it, it's not repairable. It's, it can only be managed in their lives. Yeah, and, and the impact of a father is so underestimated. Absolutely. Has the tragedy made you even more determined in this area yeah yeah my 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 purpose simon 
the reason why I get up every morning, and I don't ever want my kids to say, the day I lost my siblings, I lost my parents. Mm. We're trying to give a home with as much normality, putting music back on. You know, both of us are actually holding our emotions when we put music back on because it reminds us. But the kids are innocent. Mm. They don't know. Um, playing with them, playing games with them, sitting with them, you know, talking to them, let them dream again because the last two years, it's been very heavy. Our hearts have been heavier. Their hearts have been heavy. We want them to, you know, have a dream and, and maybe go for it because you can't change what happened, but we can change where we're heading, that's for sure. Layla, what do you love most about being a mum? I love being a mum. It's um, this is our passion. Our biggest value is God and family. And as you can see, even though we've been through um, the tragedy, we still had two more pregnancies after. I had a miscarriage, and now God's giving us another baby on the way. Um, motherhood is um, is selfless. Is serving your family and your husband. And um, it's so satisfying because you get so much love and joy by watching your kids growing. And I feel like my kids, they are my teachers. They teach me the meaning of life, of innocence, of humility. Um, they keep you humble. Um, I love it. Since I was a kid, I always wanted to be around kids. Um, so my dream was to become a pediatrician, which didn't work, or to get married and have a big family, and we're blessed. Your faith tells you that God can find a way to produce new life and hope and redemptive possibilities, even from the most dreadful circumstances. What do you hope happens as a result of this terrible loss of experience? What do you hope is the influence that you're able to bring through this I Forgive initiative? We hope that we could touch people's hearts all over the world. And maybe one day, Layla and I can say this, or the world can look at it and say, you know what, I know it was called the Oatlands Tragedy, but now so we can call it the Oatlands Miracle. You know, this this tragedy, the death that we occurred, there was a resurrection at the end, you know, with I forgive, touching people's hearts. For us, because of our faith in Christ, we know we're going to be reunited with our kids. One thing we all can't deny is we're all going to die. And for us, you know, whether whether you believe or not, faith works. It It gives you hope. It teaches your kids that there's something greater than just this life. Because in this life, it's not if, it's when you suffer. Mm. Everyone's going to suffer. Everyone. No one's going to avoid it. You're going to lose your mom. You're going to, no matter what age, we all eventually will experience some sort of suffering. But to know that, you know, there's something better on the other side, that's powerful and it's beautiful. Our strength comes from God. Only God. There's nothing anyone can say or do that will give you strength or comfort you at that time. Um, and we are hoping that people will open their heart to forgiveness. Um, and then people who has faith, 
just to surrender to God and allow them to work in their life. Well, I think it's an incredible miracle, actually, the, the way you've been able to begin to process this, this experience as your family. Um, and so it's a great gift to lots of people, including myself, in hearing from you today. So thank you so much. I think it's an incredible way of honouring Anthony, Angelina, Sienna and Veronique. Uh, huge challenge, I Absolutely. think. Huge challenge to me. But I'm very grateful for you speaking to us today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Simon. This has been Life and Faith with me, Simon Smart. I think we'll all need some time to recover from and to process this one. Thank you so much to Layla and Danny for their generosity in sharing their story with us today. Layla and Danny Abdullah would love people to think about their I Forgive initiative and today to consider who you might be able to forgive. I think it might be an excellent way to start the year. That website again, www.lowercaseI4give.com. Iforgive.com. Next week. We live in a world where everything is so immediate and we expect gratification so quickly. It's important to push ourselves into places where that's not the case, where we really have to kind of sit in the Humvee, as I say, and just wait for things to kind of happen.